0: scripture teaches that God wants us to guard our hearts. But what does this look like? Well, I've got a cow story that I think is relevant to us as we talk about this week's theme of guarding and protecting our hearts. If you want to hear it, stick around. I'm going to cue the intro and then I'll tell you about Shamar. What truth are we speaking into the next generation? What legacy are we creating for those we care about? Are we making a difference so that our kids will know Jesus? Hi, my name is Tasha Williams, and the answers to these questions really matter to me. And if you're a Christ follower, I'm sure they matter to you, too. I'm the founder of the Family Disciple Me ministry, And we are convinced that there's power in our Jesus stories, that God's word is life-changing and that discipleship doesn't have to be intimidating. So join us as we talk about faith, scripture, relevant topics, intentional discipleship, and the next generation. Friends, it starts with a conversation. So let's get going on this podcast right now. My family and I live on a small farm, and my husband is not just a pastor, he's a farmer. One of Kelly's favorite joys is his cattle. Right now, he has a couple of young bulls, some cows, and a couple of calves. As I speak, we're anticipating the birth of a calf even today. This is always an exciting and prayerful time on the farm. Who knows what today will hold? The cow may deliver a live calf on her own, or we may have to do some really intense intervention to help her bring her baby into the world. That's why I can add cow midwife to my resume. We shall see what this day brings. Anyway, a few years ago, a really special calf was born to one of my husband's favorite cows, Kelly felt inspired to give this calf a really unique name, Shamar, which means one who watches, one who guards. This calf was born during a critical time in our family's life, and she has been our encouragement that God watches over us. He guards us. Well, this calf grew into a cow, and eventually this cow became a mother. A few months ago, she gave birth to her first calf, which Kelly named Tabitha. Thing about Tabitha, we weren't sure she was going to make it. Shamar birthed her on the opposite side of the creek, and we had a hard time getting to her and helping her. We could tell she wasn't doing well, and the clock was ticking against her. Simultaneously, Shamar was living up to her name. She was watching over that calf like a burly, huge guard. No one was going to get to baby Tabitha. Not a coyote, not a neighbor, not even her farmer. Well, as the days passed, we could tell from a distance that the calf was waning. We had to do something. We were going to lose her. So my farmer husband decided to take action. He put on his boots, donned his gloves and work clothes, and he crossed the creek over to Tabitha so he could try to pick her up and carry her to our side where we could get her closer to the barn and to help. Now, if you know anything about cattle, really, if you know anything about animals, you know never, ever to get between a mother and her baby. Come to think of it. That's probably really true in the human world, too. Anyway, on the farm, for Kelly to try to approach the calf was dangerous, very dangerous. But it was a calculated risk that he took in order to try to save the baby. As Kelly approached the calf, I stood from a distance, just praying and begging God for safety. At the same time, Shamar was glaring at the farmer, breathing heavily, threatening to charge. But as Shamar glared and she pawed, an amazing thing happened. She stayed in her place. She didn't move toward Kelly. She let him pick up baby Tabitha and carry her across the creek. It was a powerful moment. Strength under control, both for Shamar and for Kelly. I have the pictures to prove it. Kelly carried Tabitha over, gently laid her down away from the waters— Then he slowly, carefully backed away as Shamar, the watching one, the guarding one, came over to lick her calf. Getting her treasured baby to our side of the creek, closer to the barn, closer to safety, Shamar was able to nurse her baby back to health. And now I'm happy to tell you that Tabitha, like the biblical Tabitha who had a second chance at life, well, she's frolicking down in the pasture as I speak. So what does Shamar have to do with guarding your heart? Well, this week we're talking about Proverbs 4.23, which says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. We live in a world where so much is coming against our hearts right now, whether it's COVID or the cultural crisis, politics, rumors of wars, finances, or personal crisis. We all have multiple critical things we're dealing with today, this week, this month, this year. I have my fears and worries, and I'm certain you have yours. These beliefs... Issues and ideas are knocking, even banging on our heart's doors, begging to come in. Some of these are good, but quite frankly, some of these are not. Fear, anger, worry, rage, hopelessness, lust, idolatry, pornography, stress, hate you fill in the blank. All these seek to take space and place in our hearts. What do we do about these? we guard our hearts and this is where shemar comes in proverbs 4:23 says above all else guard your heart for everything you do flows from it like a river that can't be held back what's in your heart will flow out of it as i studied the original hebrew words of this verse i noticed something that was really interesting to me not one but two of the words in this verse mean to guard. Quite literally, this verse could read, your whole life flows out of your heart. So guard it. Guard it. The two words that have the meaning to guard or to watch are nisor or mismar. For those of you who are Hebrew scholars, please excuse my mispronunciations. But let me say this. The second word, mismar, comes from the Hebrew root word shamar. And there, We have our connection. We keep watch over our hearts like Shamar. The thing about guarding our hearts is that we don't just keep the bad things out. We want to allow and keep the good things in. Guarding our hearts doesn't just mean setting up this wall that never allows anything to penetrate us. As we've talked about in the entire Let's Talk series, we should be growing in understanding. We should be learning how to better defend others. We should be growing in loving our enemies, choosing our friends wisely, and learning to be righteous, not just right. Setting a guard, a watch, is a diligent day-by-day Even in hour-by-hour choice, we observe and make active decisions about what is good and what is not. We have coyotes where we live. If Shamar didn't guard her calf, that baby could be lured away by coyotes and eaten for dinner. Shamar observes her baby. She moves and she calls to Tabitha so that she'll stay close and be protected. But Shamar doesn't just keep the bad away from her baby. She also allowed for the good. In her cow instinct, somehow Shamar knew that she needed Farmer Kelly to help her baby. So as she kept watch and she kept guard, she allowed the good to affect and influence her baby too. Tabitha is living and healthy today because Shamar is a good guard, a good one who watches over her calf. And in the same way, as we set a guard over our hearts, we must live in this active discernment over what we let in and don't let in. Our hearts are like treasure houses, and we stand watch over what we keep or store in them. So if watching the news is filling your heart with fear and dread on a daily basis, then maybe you need to stand watch over your heart and not allow the daily news to enter your treasure house. If social media is filling you with envy or hate or disdain, maybe you need to guard your heart and take a break. It's not just about what you keep out of your heart, though. It's also about what you put in. God's Word is life-giving. God's Word contains the treasures of joy and hope, freedom and peace. If we really, truly want to guard our hearts, we'll make sure we are allowing in the things that impact us for God's glory and our good. Like our Shamar let Farmer Kelly affect her treasure, we let God's Word affect our hearts. And we don't just guard our own hearts. As parents, as grandparents, as aunts and uncles, as friends and neighbors and loving, caring adults who believe in discipling the next generation, we talk to those younger than us about guarding their hearts. My job as a parent isn't just to guard my own heart, but to teach my kids how to guard theirs. and. I model to them what it looks like to guard my heart. Because, as Proverbs 4.23 says, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Whatever is in my heart is going to flow out onto my kids. And friend, whatever is in your heart is going to flow out too. We could totally go down the trail of talking about weeding out the evil that is already in our hearts, Jeremiah 17, nine style, but we shall save that conversation for another day. For now, be encouraged that it's about discretion, diligence, keeping guard, being a shamar over your own heart. It's not just about what you protect against, but what you protect for. I've talked with some friends who are taking a social media break just so that they're not inundated with things that make them more angry or resentful. If that's one thing you need to do to keep the wrong things out, even if just for a few days, then do it. Guard your heart, but also be sure, like Shamar, you're putting the right things in. I've talked with others who are struggling in relationships during this season. They're having to step away from relationships that are sucking the life out of them. If that's something you need to do to keep the wrong influences out of your life, even if just for a short season, then do it. Guard your heart, but also be sure, like Shamar, to let the right relationships and influences in. I've heard from yet others who are feeling absolutely overwhelmed with all the stress and the worry of 2020, knowing that this year isn't close to over. I feel your pain. If you need to back away from the daily news cycle in order to keep from letting worry and hopelessness overcome you, then do it. Guard your heart, but also make sure you are staying in the truth of God's word, allowing the treasures of his word to penetrate your heart and your mind. So whatever comes at your heart today, be encouraged, friend. You're not a victim of your circumstances. You are the guard of your own heart, and you are the gatekeeper of what comes at the hearts of those entrusted to you. No matter what today holds, I encourage you to take a deep breath and be like, well, our shamar. Set up a watch. Stay in God's Word and talk about this with the next generation, regardless of what's in the news cycle. This is always a relevant discussion. It starts with a conversation. So above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Thank you for indulging me in sharing this little story about our farm and our Shemar. I'm honored that you would listen to this podcast. If you would like to see the conversation that goes along with this podcast so that you can use it to disciple and engage the next generation, you can find the link at familydiscipleme.org or you can look down in the show notes. Now search us, O God, and know our hearts. Try us and know our thoughts. God, see if there's any grievous way in us and lead us in the way everlasting as we guard our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Go with God, friend. Until next time, be encouraged.